So today on the Dig Podcast, I am speaking to someone who has been on Netflix, who is on Netflix actually. Susie Lee is on the Dig Podcast and you are going to love our conversation. She's such a personable person, if that's the right way to describe her. You know, you always wonder when's the next time you're going to run into Susie. But the value that she brings today for working parents as well to you know juggling it all is not easy and she's very open about that but she's found a way through and she's managing her full-time accountancy career as well as following her dream and she's showing you that is possible in the early stages when you're trying to find your way so there will be a lot of people will get great value for that she also talks about the exciting things that she has going on releasing a book her brand ambassadorship with super value and it's a jam-packed podcast and it's one of um courage and fighting for what you want in life. You're going to love it. Welcome to the Dig Podcast. I am your host, Caroline O'Neill, and I love to discuss all things online marketing, managing money, collaborations, making that killer pitch and developing that product that will make millions, as well as so many other topics that will inspire you in your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Dig Podcast. It's my absolute privilege to speak to thousands of you each week. Remember, I love to know when you've listened. So screenshot the episode and post on social, tagging me on Dig for Success and Dig Mama, and I will reshare with my audience. I'd also love if you could leave a review for the Dig Podcast on whatever your favorite platform is, Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. I love to see all your reviews. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Susie. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, it's a pleasure. And Susie arrived today with uh, always treats and toast. She'd made us almond and peanut butter cookies. And that's just, I just knew you'd bring food. So you're definitely going to be a guest. But Susie, I did a wee bit of an introduction there. But, you know, I met you just a few months ago when you helped with Dig Deep for Kids campaign, which I'd be forever grateful for. And we were standing in that kitchen that day preparing the food and I was moved to tears with your story. And then I was like, oh my God, will you please come on the podcast? Because yes, this is a business podcast, but we all have lives that have affected our journey and, you know, yours definitely has. So do you want to tell everybody kind of that wee story that you told me that's very much part of your life or tell us just how you've kind of got to where you are today? Okay. Um, food has been a huge integral part of my life. We own Family still owned a takeaway called Manly Takeaway, and my mum ran that. Uh, she was the main chef, and dad still runs it up now. But and where is that again? Just where people in Lisburn, get their Chinese takeaway? In Lisburn, in Balmacash, in Lisburn. Okay. Uh, and it's been there since 1980, so it's still going strong, so it's amazing. So, mum was pretty much my inspiration for cooking and just learning. I, I just got so much from her. But when I was 16, she passed very suddenly. So she was on a adult-only holiday from Chinese New Year. They were coming back from Hong Kong and literally four hours from Touchdown in Heathrow, she unfortunately passed away. So very sudden and just world got turned upside down. I was doing my GCSEs. This was February 20, uh, 2000. And it was just one of those moments of just, oh my, like your earth was completely shook. Your, what you know as norms out the window so I don't know I was how old was she she was 43 so 43 I so I have this panic in me yes. that I'm like a ticking time bomb I, I genuinely do people think don't think like that but I was just like no she didn't know no, like literally she like I was at she literally didn't just stop breathing you know DVT that's what they think it was so um anyways so for me I was looking at going into the food industry at that stage I'd said to mum 
like prior to Christmas, I was just like, can, can I like apply for like, you know, going to London to Cordon Bleu to, you know, the cookery schools. And she's like, let's just see how you get in the GCSEs. And we had filled out the forms and she said, if you don't get your GCSEs in the summer, yes, you can apply. Though at 16, go to London. So that was fine. But that all went out through the window. And then I went back into education and did my A-levels, got that because I kept sending my dad. And so it's like, see what your A-levels. Obviously I got my A-levels, then got my degree. And then the cooking dream kind of went out the window. So lo and behold, I ended up being an accountant. It took me eight years to become a chartered accountant of Ireland. Uh, but the food thing was just sitting, ticking away. And I love cooking and I love baking. I applied for the Bake Off and I got to be the first reserve for the 2017 series. Gutted I wasn't um, called up, but things happen for a reason. So I, a friend of mine messaged me and said, look at this, I think you would be better for this than the Bake Off. And I was like, best home cook, what is that? So applied for that and then got through to filming it. I literally couldn't believe it. And life works in really strange ways, I think, and things happen for a reason. I'd just gone back to my full-time kind of work in accountancy and a practice, and just work-life balance wasn't working. And I just was so unhappy trying to be mum to two young children and work and be wife and just whatever. And I felt a bit lost, and I was just like, do you know what? A lot of people had said to me, go out on your own. And do you know who, who was one of the big people? Amy from Body Fit Mums. She believed in me. She goes, you be my accountant. I was like, no, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm in practice. She come to me. She goes, you can do this. Do this for me. You be my accountant. And I was just like, oh. She was the she was my first person that I took on. And it's been amazing because she believed in me. There's people like that who believe in you. So she was great. And then so I made that jump. And so I ended on the 31st of January 2019. Yeah, and I got found out that I, on the 31st of January, like literally end of tax year, all these things just kind of happens crazy. So it was t end of tax year. I was in work. That was my last day of work. And then I got the phone call to say I was on the show. I had a month to prepare and off in March, I was filming for six weeks straight. It was crazy. Um, and so I was uh, coming home at the weekends for literally 36 hours just so I could see my kids and then back in. But every week I was saying, I'll see you on Wednesday, because that was like halfway through if you didn't get through to the next episode, or else a Saturday. And I really had no expectations, but I got to the final. I still don't know how that was possible. I just cooked what I knew and sort of dug deep and just sort of thought, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. Um, and there's a funny clip that everybody just thought that I was very unhappy um, because there's the three girls who got to the final and she, like literally I was going to throw up because they said, you've all made it to the final. And I was just like, oh my, because I thought I was being kicked out. So therefore I'd planned all this lovely stuff and activities with my kids for that weekend. <laughs> I wasn't going. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it was just crazy. Um, but anyway, so then it was lovely. 20th of February, that on 20, well, yeah, 2020, um, the show got aired as the final. Um, my husband organised a lovely um, kind of celebration thing sort of 50% of people kind of guessed, obviously I may have won because we all went to our local hockey club, Leslie Garvey, hockey in Lisburn, um, to sit, there's like 150 people. Wow. It was packed. It was oh, amazing. Susie party. And the <laughs> videos of like when it was when I was announced that I won, the room left it. It was amazing. I still have it and it was just fab. Um, and so that was a really promising time. It was lovely. And 
What they were they like uh, when you were there? Like, I love Mary Burry. Like, she's just... Like, she, well, she's a dope. Uh, she, she is just love, looks like, like a <laughs> She's lovely and really, really lovely. She knows her stuff uh -huh. and don't try to bluff her that you're going to cook something not, yes. you know, she'll, she'll uh, catch you out if you're not cooking it right. Um, and all of them were just lovely. And Claudia Wingman, she was, she was lovely. She loved you, didn't she? I was watching some wee clips and stuff. Oh, uh, she was just so nice and just really kind. So, like, every time, amazing. And then lockdown hit. The next month and so everything that I had hoped and planned sort of went down the drain but during that time like towards the end of it being like aired because obviously I was filmed <laughs> in 2019 and I had to keep quiet for nine months like me no, nine months not easy for not, you, not, no not at all <laughs> so seven people in the whole wide world knew that I had won so I had to keep this lockdown shut um and just carry on as an accountant and it was just strange because I, I went through all these emotions of happiness and wanted to celebrate but I couldn't and then I just go back to the grind and it was it was strange because I was like I was trying to tell people but it's just like no I'll wait so then in the December of 2019 it was like sort of in the radio times and you could announce that this tv show was coming on and I was on so that was great and that was wonderful and then in the the that run-up of it being aired we were given a list of agents that you could potentially contact, but they, the production company said, don't contact these people till the very end because that's just usually the normal protocol. I started to phone maybe two weeks before the end because we would have been in still in a WhatsApp group, all the contestants, and they're like, oh, I've just signed with whatever. And I was like, oh, goodness, this means that, you know, there's a list and lists. There's two pages. And I was like, have, 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 has everybody been, you know, taken up? So when I went through the list, everything was pretty much, we're not looking for someone like you. Um, sorry, our books are full. You're, con you're one of your other fellow contestants. We've just signed. And you're like, oh my goodness. And I was just like, and I knew I'd won, obviously, yes. but I couldn't really tell them. I just needed for them to hopefully realise that they've watched so much that they wanted me. I'd left so many messages, so many gatekeepers, so many receptionists. You're just like, oh, we'll get back to you, you know. And you're kind of like, okay. So anyways, I the week before winning, I flew to London and I had a couple of um, meetings set up. And one of them, like, I still am in shock because I had obviously the list of the ranking of who I would like to contact. Contacted them all. And there was one person I said, like, there is no hope in hell that I'm ever going to get this agent because she has probably the most prestigious cook, chef, baker in, like, the whole of the UK. And that um, is my agent, Anne. And she's amazing. That is, so that is your agent? She How is. Did, so you rang up and... So I rang up um, on a Friday afternoon. Literally, I phoned everybody. By this stage, I phoned everybody and left messages. And I was just, like, someone picked up. And she was just like, hello. Um... AKA artist management, blah, blah, blah. And I was just saying, oh, my name is Susie. I'm just phoning because I am seeking representation, blah, blah, blah. Um, I am now being aired and I'm into the final of Best Home Cook. And you're trying I could, to say that, not, like, I, I am <laughs> in the final. Please listen to the behind the scenes of that. And then I was just rabbiting on for about five minutes. And then she said, this is Anne. And I nearly died. I was just like, oh my goodness, nobody has ever picked up the, the owner or the head person. Yeah. So I was like, okay. I was like, hello. And then so I think I just talked crap for that whole time. And then she was just like, Hub hubby and I just watched it last night. And I said to him, if anybody from that show contacts me, it would be you. Because I really liked how you came across and just whatever. She says, 
you've got something. I was just like, okay, thanks. And then I was just like, I'm coming to London anyway. Next week, would you be willing to meet me? And so she did. And like, it was just amazing. Do you know what I mean? So she represents Nadia Hussein. Like, wow. you know, the Great British Bake Off winner. Yes. And Rosemary Schrager and Jaden Davis. You know, she is just this line of amazing people. Um, but she only manages like 12, 14 people at a time. And that's it. And because she's And I'm one of them. And it is unbelievable because she has been amazing and I just sort of thought if it's meant to be it will work with her in my food world so I've just trusted her I literally have been like it, you know whatever happens you know she has been looking after me so it's been great because I couldn't do it along with being mummy and I'm still a full-time accountant mm -hmm. because she, that was her first thing you know, don't give up the day job and I laugh and we still like laugh about that because I'm still not giving up the day job but she was just like your time will come which is so lovely. It's good advice too though, isn't it? Like, yeah, not, massive yeah. advice. And so I am so grateful to have met her. And when I met her in London, we just hit it off. And it was just, it was just really easy conversation. Um, and so, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's just like, I can't quite believe it, but I need to own it because it's just like, this is true, this is happening. And she wants to represent me now because after she, she then phoned me and just said, really loved our chat. Yeah, would love to, you know, represent you. So did that their process, like on, on reflection, it all worked out great because you got the girl you wanted anyway, but do you wish you had acted sooner? Like all those other people didn't listen to nearly what the production company said. They went ahead to grab the opportunity. Do you, on reflection, think I wish I had made those calls sooner or? Yes and no, I because know. the thing is like, you're given rules for a reason. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just sort of think if it was meant to be, then it, you know, and I waited and it did, and, and it did work out. Um, I just, for me, I don't think I ever really believed that I was going to be represented or anything because I thought then maybe I'll just do my own thing in Northern Ireland and just keep like this kind of smallish profile and just enjoy doing little cookery classes. And that's what my whole kind of aim was. That's just keep it within the small kind of arena. But I won a national competition and that was when my hobby pushed me. He goes, you need to capitalise on this. Strike when the iron's hot because your name is out there. You're on national TV. And I was like, okay, suppose I am. You know, people, like, I'm, for normal things, I'm usually the workhouse behind things. I'm not usually the front and centre. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I'm usually the behind, you know, I'm the accountant. I'm usually the person pushing the stuff for other people. Mm -hmm. To then be the front person was a bit strange and having to promote myself was quite weird. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you promote yourself? How do you feel with that or, or Ooh, what? Um, I don't know. I, I always let obviously like make my food talk or my accountancy talk or something. I, I sort of like promote that and then I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm the byproduct, which I'm happy with. I, I find it difficult sometimes to go, oh, and I've done this and I've done this. But obviously in a normal conversation, I would say this and then people be like, you've done quite a lot. And I'm like, suppose I have in a sense. Um, so. Sometimes people have to pull things out of me and I'm like, yeah, well, I, I did do that and I did do that. Well, suppose it is something, you know. So, yeah, yeah if I, I find it a wee bit hard sometimes, as much as many people think I don't. And, like, obviously my social media, but my social media stuff is very much, that's it. There's the good, bad and the ugly. You see me completely, tracksuit, no makeup, everything and crazy children. And that's it. There's no glossiness to it because that's... Your life. That's my life and that's very real. There's, there's no staged anything. It's literally raw. Uh -huh. to the point where some people are like, oh, I can't believe you showed that. And I was just like, and why not? Uh -huh. And that's obviously what your audience engage with and respond to. Absolutely. You being you. Exactly. And that's it. And that's where I've just tried to keep it. That is my audience. And I don't want to sway 
to the most perfect anything because I'm not. Like, do you know what? I have bad days, I have good days, and life is real, you know, yeah. and you can't plan for anything. So this is just everything on show and whenever you're saying all of this like you've had your struggles all like oh you lost your mummy and so young and but you're still able to push forward like I'm sure there's been lots of challenges along the way with you know like did your dad then what did he think about the food journey then you going into that and it was just for me like dad's just been like do whatever you mm -hmm. you want to do like he's mm -hmm. very much a you know you're number one and if that's what you want to do, that's mm. fine. Just as long as you're happy and you can bring in some money, that's fine. Well, hence why I've kept the day job. So it doesn't bring in that much money. Yes, uh, I think I'm, people would have the perception that it does. Doesn't mean you talked about this beforehand, but that's why you didn't give up your job. Like I speak to a lot of business owners and they'd say, oh, I work full time, but I have this, I want to do this thing, but I'm afraid to leave because of the security of the money and all, you know, so you get that obviously oh, because absolutely. you're still in that position. And you have to just be really true to yourself and just go, can your pipe dream, yeah. your dream, can that actually sustain your family? Maybe not, because it's so irregular. And that's the thing, my food stuff is very irregular. And quite a lot of it is PR, which people don't realise. Uh, so I go on some shows and it's for free. Pretty much you get expenses and that's it. So people don't realise that. But I'm very open to saying that. Hence why I am knocking my pan in, still being an accountant. And it is what it is, but I'm really enjoying the journey. Yes. And I think people shouldn't beat themselves up about the fact they need that stability. Like you need that Absolutely. to keep your peace of mind, you know, to keep your mind right as well. And then the time will come when you're going to be the full time. I hope. Yes. I hope. No, it will. I can I see hope. it. But you have secured and you are brand ambassador for a lovely Irish brand, right? So yeah. tell us about that. So Super Value came about and I have to say that is a part and parcel of me being a home cook a family oriented person really aligned with my values so they had contacted me before for like PR drops and stuff like that so happy. how do you think they, did they see you on the show did they see you on social do you know how that happened yes so they in their marketing team actually know one of the girls um, and it was just really funny because then I was just chatting to her just when the show was running and she was just like and it's really funny how you make these connections she just goes oh I'm back up in the north I'm working for super value you know could we do a PR job and stuff like that so I think with just my kind of like profile, I was really tiny at that stage. I only had like about 5,000 when they uh, followers by that stage. And they were really, really kind with saying like, we would really love to work with you. We really, really, really would love to work with you. So um, my agent then stepped in and she was able to negotiate a contract and that's it. I couldn't and that's, I'm in a completely different kind of, kind of arena because I have an agent and I know I'm really fortunate about that. So, but to be that brand ambassador, it's making sure that the brand works for you as well and that mm. you're not compromising anything that you believe in mm. or just because it's a good brand, you may not want to, you may not even use their products. And yes, they're a really famous brand or big whatever. Don't compromise your own true beliefs. You know, if, you know, I went to, I don't know, like a super high-end kind of supermarket, that, that probably it wouldn't be the, the best for me because my audience you know and me as a mum I can't afford shopping in really high-end you know supermarkets all the time um so for me it just made a lot of sense and I'm yet again very grateful that my agent was able to negotiate and to then be able to create five lines like holy crap <laughs> it's amazing. so is that for sale yet no it's me it's for sale and it's been on sale so I mean I know that the 
sausage rolls, the Christmas sausage rolls are completely selling out. They are still continuing that, even though it's a Christmas sausage roll. But I think the uptake on it has been so amazing. They are definitely keeping that on. And then in quarter two, I'll be doing more work with them and they're wanting to do more lines. So it's amazing. Wow. Oh my goodness. So uh, there's a lot of people listening, business, business owners listening, but also from the influencer perspective, and I've talked to people about this on different topics. So obviously there's paid work, but at that early stage, there's the accepting of PR drops and gifts. So in your instance, that was a good thing for you to accept that PR drop in that early stages to get the exposure, to get noticed by the brand, to start sharing their stuff. And then it actually has developed onto paid work. So that's a good journey for influencers to look at there Absolutely. you know, as well. We give them ideas for, you know, sometimes you know, people say, oh, I'm not accepting things if it's not paid for. And there is a place for oh, that as well. Yeah. But in the early days when you're trying to build your brand, there is a place for that. Absolutely. And I think that's key when you realise if you want to work with that brand and you know that's in line with your values, then do that. It, everything's not about paid work. Like I'm doing so much unpaid work mm -hmm. to hope to goodness, build your brand. to build my brand that hopefully I will get paid for the next TV appearance for something or something like that. So for me, I just sort of think, do you know what? Let's just have a good think about this. You know, you, you can't just think I need money straight away. You know, you're wanting to enter this world. So just work just, for it, work graft, for it. do the graft. graft. You know, I, I'm yes. very much like that. And I, I've never, well, usually not paid for anything. Like I will decline brands and everything because I want to try them myself first. Yes. And I will pay for them and not even let them know. And only if obviously I like them, then I will promote. But they haven't asked me to do it. I don't write ad or PR because they haven't done anything. Yes. All I'm doing is just like, You're I, trying it. I really like this, you know, oil or whatever, because it's local also, but it's actually really good. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, then they're like, oh my goodness, didn't know you used our products. I'm just like, I don't want you to, you know, because I want people to realize, you know, it's, I'm not only just using stuff that I've been gifted, I'm using stuff that I actually use every single day and I pay for. Yes, and in turn though, if you promote that on social and tag the brand, it's getting them to recognise that or, you know, authenticity as well about Absolutely. you. And then that can actually turn into our relationship. So it's like a big circle of it promotion is. as well, but done in a way that fits your values. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, give the people that are listening that if you are an influencer at the early stages, um, like like whether you believe it or not, you are a food influencer, Susie. Like we Ooh. watch you for influence over what we cook. So really? you really are. So, you know, there's a lot of people listening that are in that early stages, perhaps 1,000, 2,000 followers and are thinking, oh, you know, I want to get paid. You will. That will move to that if you start off like doing the graft at the start. Really, the graft is, what, is needed. Yes. The Dig Podcast is all about educating my listeners, but it's so important to me that it is also a place to gain exposure. Each week, we open up the podcast to brands and business owners to pitch to you guys. My name is Louise Kahn, business owner of Benone Getaways. I am delighted to sponsor Series 4 of the Dig Podcast and be featured as one of Caroline's guests. I am looking forward to you hearing my story of how Benone Getaways all began. Benone Getaways is a luxury resort based on the Causeway Coast, walking distance from Benone Beach. It has spectacular views of Benevena Mountain and the hills of Donegal. We are open all year round for that perfect beachside escape. The resort consists of six unique luxury glamping pods and two self-catering holiday homes. Four of our pods come in their very own private hot tubs. All of our pods have personal fire pits and our guests can enjoy the amazing chill and grill barbecue hut. Take advantage 
of getting the family together or even a group of friends and book an unforgettable stay. Our resort is in the heart of Benone, close to an amazing activity centre, mini golf, surf school and a walking distance from a bar and restaurant. Benone Getaways is a great base for exploring the north coast and visiting the top tourist attractions such as Motherton Temple, Giants Causeway and many more. Just an hour's drive from us is both Belfast and Derry slash Londonderry. We are only five minutes away from the Lockfoil Ferry, the gateway to Inishone. After a long hard day exploring, pop open a Prosecco and gather around the fire pit or soak in your very own private hot tub. Benone Getaways can cater for all occasions, including birthdays, anniversaries, hen parties and many more. Get in touch and create your very own tailor-made experience, which can make memories that last a lifetime. Start your giant adventure at Benone Getaways. Find us on all the socials at Benone Getaways or on our website www.benonegetaways.co.uk. So it's, it's interesting to hear that and I'm not surprised Super Value saw the star that you are. So okay, I can't okay. wait. I haven't tried any of the things in store yet, but I will definitely um, do that the next time in Super, in Super Value. So um, I've written here, how do you manage accountancy life and following your passion of food? But you have kind of touched on that, but it isn't easy, I'm sure, at times to do those both well. No. Nope. So how do you structure it or manage it? manage it? Do you take time off from the accountancy to focus on the food or do you do a bit of both? Or I have to do a bit of both okay. because I'm self-employed and I run my own practice from home and I go to clients. It has been a really hard struggle. And in last year, in the summer period, I got signed by Hardy Grant, is the publishers of my book. And they said, do you think you can produce your cookbook? Well, write all the recipes, 70 of them. Well, it was more than that at that stage in seven weeks and I was just like yep do you know what I mean but it's a one one lifetime opportunity and you're just like right clear the decks and that's when I had to literally just sit and I was cooking and I was writing every single day like my kitchen was 70 recipes are going to be in this book yeah but it was more than that at that stage and then we called so it was 90 I gave them and then we called the 70 it was horrific because it was just kind of like mummy's here I promise but mummy's actually attached to the kitchen now as I always used to joke you know I'm always in the kitchen but I literally didn't leave the kitchen and it was a bomb site and my husband was just like I can't do this and I was just like just bung her off and I'll get this done <laughs> you know and like it was crazy because I felt it was quite I, I couldn't even describe it because by the end of the seven weeks I think I just felt completely exhausted I was completely drained and I was trying to have summer holidays you know up in the north coast with the kids with my family but I was sitting in the bedroom typing away because I needed to make sure there was a couple of recipes sent on for them to check and blah 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 and it was really crazy and I have to admit that the accountancy really suffered the credit card did get hit um and then trying to come out of that and be back to fun mum and enjoying cooking it was really hard for a month uh, two months after that because I think it was just I was exhausted mm -hmm. but do you call that seven weeks fighting for your dream yeah I would say so you know Fight. that's what when I'm listening to that, I'm like no no you that was fighting there for you yeah know. and the thing is I really felt I am gonna get this because I am that person if you tell me I'm not gonna get it I'm gonna prove you wrong like quite a few people who said I would never pass my chartered exams because let's just say it took me forever. It took me the full eight years to get my chartered accountancy. But I had my babies. I got married. I had my family. And I was working in industry. And if you ask anybody working in industry and trying to do your chartered accountancy exams, it's pretty hard. And I was manager level at that stage and I had staff. So I, 
it wasn't easy, but I did it. And I was like proving people going, I showed you, I did do it. Don't ever tell me that I can't do it because I will prove you wrong. And this is the same with the cooking. It's just kind of like, I'm going to make sure this is the best cookbook that I can produce and reflection of my mum's cooking. And it's literally an ode to her. Like it was a hard, it was also a hard seven weeks because it was bringing up all these memories of mum's cooking and just, it was it was really emotional. It was just kind of like, oh my goodness, she used to make this because blah. And like, you know, oh, she used this ingredient. And, you know, you just, you do. But it brings those emotions, like Absolutely. the memories and all, doesn't it? And it's a massive thing in Chinese uh, kind of culture. You know, food brings families together, brings friends together and food, family, all of those are intertwined. You know, you, you sit around and you're breaking bread. And that's the thing. And, and we make sure that's a big thing that our kids sit with us every evening to have tea, you know, and we're chatting. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, for me, that is bringing it back to basics and talking. We've, we've kind of lost all that, I, I just think, with, with the technology and stuff like that. So I make sure that it's just a family zone mm -hmm. when it's food. And hence why I bring my kids into the kitchen to cook as well to let them know from the start to finish what we've produced and that they've helped make it. And I just think food is so important. Like I literally could talk about food, talk about the whole process of it, that it is also therapy as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you, your, your passion shines through and I suppose you have to have that passion to succeed too, otherwise things just flop. So you could have said, oh, I can't fit this cookbook in and I, I can't do yeah. it, cause, but you were like, no. And yeah. I just know, I can see that in you, you know. Yeah, you so need I that it. fire in your belly. I can't wait, when's it out? August. Okay. So not really long now, and I got seventy recipes in it. Uh -huh. Like that is huge. That's a that's a big book. And then this September, then last September, I went to London to shoot all the pictures, and it is beautiful. Oh wow! It is actually beautiful, and I've actually got a soft copy at the moment in my bag. And oh, it's you're like, going to show me, aren't you? Before I leave. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, so any advice for business owners struggling to juggle at all? So you've talked about your juggle. What what advice would you give? Like you seem to do a really good job with two jobs and motherhood, and like for any parents listening, mums and dads, like it's not flipping easy, isn't it? Not like do you get the mum guilt? How do you manage that? I get all of that, but don't be afraid to ask for help. Like our nursery, Peter's Batch, like the best people ever of just being able to add on days, take away days, move a day, because they know parents are struggling trying to, especially this fluidity of working from home, and. They have been amazing, and my kids get dropped off at half seven and picked up at six if it's a normal day. But that's I can't, okay. Isn't but it? I can't fit everything I in. I know, I know, um, and they're happy there. They, they love it there. They yes. run in. So, and they've been there since they're seven, eight months. So they know the girls really well, and I am so grateful for that kind of network there. You know, friends, family, ask them. You know, my in-laws and stuff like that. You know, you can't do it all. And some, like, years ago, I would have said, I would have been like, I'll just do it all. You know, I, like, and I am still that person. But don't be afraid or don't feel ashamed to ask for help. Everybody needs help, you know, um, and I will willingly help anybody else. So you just need to just realise you can't be the martyr, as my husband always calls me. He's just like, oh, martyrdom. Susie just going off on one. And it's just like, he's just like, have you asked for help? You know, you can't do it all on your own. And I'm like, actually, that is true. I can't do it all on my own. So that network of mums and, you know, friends and family are key. Do you know what I mean? And, like, there's always someone that can help you. Do you know what I mean? Just ask. Because people are like, oh, I was afraid to ask. Why, why be afraid? And I think that's with age, I've just been like, bugger that. Just ask. You know, you've got nothing to lose. If you're not in it, you can't win it. If you haven't asked, you just don't know. I know. You know, and people could be waiting there going, of course I would help you. Of course. Do you know? 
people I think people have that mindset especially here that it's like a failure if you oh, yeah. feel like you can't you have to ask that that's like you're you're not coping exactly so whereas I'm kind of like I've, I've brought a lot of people along my journey yes <laughs> it's just like please help me you know because I can't do it all you know especially not having my mummy and like you know and so therefore I don't have that side of the family to really help so it's really hard you know mm-hmm. my brother and sister would step in you know when they could because they're working full-time yes. so for me my nursery is my key thing uh-huh. and a couple of mummy friends and it's just like do you know what you just make it work I know I know you do and people have their own have, situations yeah you have to be vocal about your struggles I think yeah. otherwise it builds up and then you feel like you can't cope when Absolutely. actually you're just going through what you're going through and all of us are going through so that's so good to hear as well. I think a lot of people will be like, I'm just going to ask someone to help me this weekend or next week exactly. when I'm struggling. Um, so you are an accountant and we did have an accountant on the podcast very recently um, and you brought such great advice and you are, just to let everyone know, um, the Dig Deep for Kids campaign that people might know about, but it's a campaign to support charities. And we did some work at Christmas and Susie featured in the cookbook, which is sold out now. So I actually can't get any more of those, but Susie had to sell that out in like a matter of days. <laughs> but Susie also said to me, how are you getting on with the account side of Dig Deep for Kids? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so struggling. Like I said to you, I'm struggling. And she said, I will help you. And we did two Zoom calls and like two Zoom calls, changed it for me like sometimes you just need you overanalyze how big it's going to be but she said this is what you need to do here's the setup in picture figures I did that and there's no more struggles so so actually her offering you're a great person for offering help as well unpaid help as well I may add so um, I'll never forget that about you Susie but and what advice would you give to small business owners accountancy wise I know we're going off the topic here about you know your 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 whole yeah but but I, I, love, I try to fill the podcast with as much um, actionable advice as possible. So you did give me a lot of good advice. What advice would you give to people listening now or trying to manage their accounts in a manageable way that lets them breathe and not have anxiety? Yeah. So if you're the sole trader, early doors kind of business, you probably won't have a financial system. But there's like a hundred million different apps that you can get on your phone now, which th- there's one that's called Receipt Bank and there's other ones that are free. And all you're doing is uploading that and you're taking pictures of your receipts. Because I know this is the struggle, because at the very start, you can't do it all. And you may not be able to afford an accountant at that stage. So having your sort of paper bits in order before you finish your accounts is absolutely key. So like just taking that photo, we know that receipt is scrumpled dead somewhere in the corner of your car somewhere. Bottom of your handbag. Yeah, like it's just like, to something. And, and then it's like, you know, all faded. But if you take it at that stage, literally take it and it gets stored and you can then remember if you don't even have time because it literally gives you options of category. So you're like, okay, that was stationary for my office and that was like paper or that was actually mileage, you know, that kind of thing. Restoring that on that basic cheap app or free app on your phone will help you at the end of the year and you're going, oh yeah, I forgot. I spent like, you know, you, by the time you taught it up, like 300 quid on fuel, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And that's really good to also understand your business. You know, I think people get to the end of the year and be like, oh, I just filled up the car or I just bought that on my own card. You're like, but you need to understand your business, how it's growing, or actually, are you hemorrhaging money through buying really silly things? You know, so for me, those basic apps and being able to categorize your receipts at that moment in time you may have forgotten them by that stage but you can go back in it and then go oh, of course I bought that and I bought that and it's just an easy thing and you've always got your phone in your hand and you literally just take a photo 
So do that. It's about getting in the habit of doing Just it, getting in the it? habit. It seems like a pain in the backside, but I don't know anybody who doesn't have their phone on their hand 24-7. I know. You know, we I feel live bad at this, you know. I, I just have receipts everywhere. Exactly. So just take photo. And even if you don't have that app, take the photo and move it straight into the an album that Older. says receipts. Like okay. literally on your phone, you know, you can just make a, a yeah. thing that says receipts because once you've taken it, you just move it. So you never need the paper copy again. No. Put it away. Yeah, put it, it away. That's it. amazing. That's freedom. It is freedom because you're like thinking, going, oh, I need to sit and talk these up. You do. Whereas at least then if you've got it there, then the software, if you get the the app, it will actually read that it was like 35 pounds and one mm -hmm. pay. It will actually read that amount and then it'll help you total it. Amazing. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's it's little techy things mm -hmm. like that. Keep going, you. come on, keep going. Give us <laughs> so, another one. <laughs> yeah, so for, for me, that is key. And then you can then, then pull all that information out because you should be able to then link it to some other, your computer or something like that and download it all. And it will help you then do your tax return at the end of the year. And then you're like going, oh, that is everything that I've spent apart from maybe things on credit cards and all that kind of stuff. But you can then pull it all together. But that for me, the paper receipts is probably everybody's number one enemy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I have been presented with a bag. That's what the accountant that was here yesterday, Sean Kavanagh said. The bag. The Tesco bag oh. arrives in with all the receipts and it makes his toes curl. But he said it's getting less and less. People are getting more paperless uh, minded. But he still obviously has a lot of work to do with people in that bag. And it's and that the bag. bag like I it's am. the bag. And you, you just freak out. And that's where accountants can't charge cheap because... They're sifting through your hundreds. dirty receipts. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. And, like, and also... If you do ever seek an accountant, make sure that they give you advice. If you think that you haven't spoken to your accountant for a whole year, apart from doing your return, leave them. There just are ones like that, unless your business is so clear cut. But I am on the phone to most of my clients every week just to check how they are or touch in or they'll just ask me questions and I will make sure that I can answer them. But if you haven't been given sound advice for a whole year since your last return or from your last account, there's something wrong there. Okay, that's you know, very good advice. You know, I, I, I've gained someone new there recently because they weren't told about things that they could have, they're a limited company that director salary, you know, basic director salary, um, taking dividends, pensions, all that, so which is tax efficiency. And they're just paying through the nose for just having their basic account. And you're like, wow. wow. So for me, there's there's accountants, there's loads of accountants out there, but just make sure that if you're happy with, not speaking to the accountant year on year, apart from once a year, that's fine. But if you feel that you're struggling, you're not getting value for money, then seek someone else. I genuinely, and I'm not just bad with them because some people are happy with just yes, throwing yes, in the receipts absolutely. and just, you know, I don't want to speak to my accountant. That's fine. And you, you're you're happy with your own line of business. But some people, especially startups, if they're not giving you kind of value-added advice at the start, yes. you know, just go go move. Okay, that's, you know, that's I'm good not, advice. I'm not, I'm not, well, you have to evaluate everything in your business and your accountancy side of it is, in a, some, is a service that you're paying for that you have to evaluate whether it's working anymore, right? Exactly. you so, would do that for all the things that are exactly. going on. So, so why not accountancy? You know, and you know, some people definitely aren't cheap. Do you know what I mean? So therefore, like, if it was only a couple of hundred quid, then you're like, no, that's that's fine. That's really cheap. So if you didn't, they only spoke to you once a year, then that's probably what it is. But you also get what you pay for. You should get what you pay for. That's yes. what my key thing is. 
okay, good advice. Okay, we're going to take that and run with that. We're going to all be looking at our systems and what we do and no more Tesco bags for sure. So Susie, right, loads going on here. So we need to get your, we need to get your lines and super value and, and try those. We have to pre-order your book. So how do we find out all of this when it's happening? How do we, so where do we find out what you're doing? In the next couple of weeks, I will be, um, I think there will be a link to pre-order my book which will be amazing so it's really amazing so I've got an edit to do of my soft copy of the book now for next week and then on the 1st of Feb is when it's being pulled together again and then that's when the front cover is completely set I already know what it is but then I think that's when we decide that is it and then they will launch it and it's being sold worldwide which is amazing so america europe australia like i can't actually quite believe it so it's you're amazing. never you're never coming on this podcast again aren't you not Why? because you'll just be like no i'm sorry you know, no I, I love chatting ah. i love chatting to you no absolutely that's it's, amazing though that's fantastic so but where can we get that link where, where do we follow well, you well where do we so i'm susie cooking the books love that name everybody loves were you it. afraid of that name can no. i just ask so susie cooking the books yeah. for social so no the books and, i know because it's it's only bad it says Susie cooks the books, but cooking, you know, like as in cooking, like so as what in is cooked, it again? As in, so Susie cooking the books instead of cooked the books, you know, because that's what I ever thought. Oh, you cooked the books? I was like, no, cooking the books, as in Susie like, cooking, cooking the books, yes, yeah. okay. Um, and it's Susie Lee cooks on Facebook and YouTube, but uh, YouTube hasn't been fully updated in a, lot, a while because I've been slightly busy. Don't you be apologising for that. That's ha- that's like every single person listening to this are like, oh, mine hasn't been updated in so long. But no, you're still there. You've got your presence. So Susie cooks, Susie cooks the books on YouTube. Cooking the books. Cook, sorry, cooking, cooking the, books the books on Instagram. And then Susie, Susie Lee, Lee cooks. Susie Lee, Lee cooks, cooks on Facebook and YouTube. YouTube. And then your website. Uh, it's Susie Lee Cooks. Susie Lee Cooks. Okay. So, Perfect. Yeah. That's where everybody's okay. going to be following you. Thank you so much. I only met you just before Christmas, and I feel like it's been we've been friends for a long time. You're such a good person, and um, I wish you all the best with everything over the next year. Anyway, and we'll see you back on the big podcast absolutely in, in the next few series. Woo-hoo. Thank you, Susie. Thank you. Remember, if you do listen to an episode, screenshot it and share it on social. Remember to tag me so that I see it and I can reshare on my platform. I love to see everyone tuning in each week. It has been an honour to be your host. I look forward to our next episode.